0: underway. I am your host Jacob Lacey, joined today by Aaron Hahn yet again. Aaron, how are you? I am good. Good, good. I uh, got a new computer, so uh, hopefully we won't have as many technical difficulties <laughs> as we've been having, but if tonight is any proof, we already have had a ton, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> David is not joining us again this week. Uh, he, he actually has come down with a case of the bronchitis. So. David, hopefully you get better. Hopefully we'll see you again next week. But he did actually send me a list of his scene movies of the week and his casting choices. So uh, we'll be able to go along with that. Anyway, today, guys, we have a great show for you. Uh, We're going to be doing a little bit of uh, casting of a Super Mario movie. We're going to be talking about uh, the atrocious, horrible film called The Wildlife. And I don't even need to see it. I already know it's going to be horrible. And uh, But first, t- guys, today we're going to be talking about the main topic of the week, our favorite uses of songs in film.
1: If I could save time in a bottle
2: The first thing that I'd like to do are oh, the times, they are a-changing
0: uh, We both picked two, so Aaron, do you want to go first? You know, Steal my choice again from last week and <laughs> I don't think
2: I'm not gonna steal your choice again. Mm-hmm. Actually, well, we'll see. My first pick is one from a movie I haven't seen yet. It's one you haven't so. even seen the movie yet? No, I've seen the movie. You haven't seen the movie. Oh, okay. So you can't pick it.
0: Okay. Tell me it then. What what is it?
2: Alright. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just pulling up my list. Alright. Alright, uh, so my first pick is from Perks of Being a Wallflower. You're right, I have not seen that movie yet. I know, you You need to, it's on that list.
0: I know it is. And David has seen this movie, so the fact that he's not here right now. The...
2: I know, I thought David was just going to be here to back me up on this, but I guess not.
0: <sighs> You'll have to sell
2: it all by yourself. Yep, and I'm going to have to, it's not really major spoilers, but just, so it's the song used is uh, Heroes by uh, David Bowie.
0: Okay, alright, I know so, the like, song.
2: There's a part like earlier in the film they're just like they're driving in their car and then they're like they hear the song come on the radio and they're like what is this song? This is a great song, but they don't know what the song is or whatever. And then you get to the end of the movie and this whole movie, I'm not going to spoil anything for Please you, Lacey, but Please it's just don't. it's an emotional roller coaster. It's, it's so intense. Okay. I you need to watch this. All right. But, and then so but then they get to the end and then uh Emma Watson's character is just like I found out what the song is and it's Heroes by David Bowie and so they then all load up into the guy's truck and then they just start driving through the uh the Fort Pitt uh tunnel in uh Pittsburgh okay yeah and then they just uh listen to the song and uh the main character just like gives this monologue all about like how everyone's you know, gonna grow old someday and all the stuff about, you know, just like the uncertainty of life and everything. And then he's just like, but some in this moment we're stuff. We are infinite stuff like that. What <laughs> some teen angsty stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. Typical com- uh, coming of age film yeah, stuff or whatever. But I don't know. I just think it's a really powerful moment. And then like, they keep on saying just like this song is like, this song is like the perfect Tunnel song is how they describe it when they first listen to it. And then I okay. actually have driven through the Fort Pitt tunnel we, at Did we Pittsburgh. drive through it too? What? Did we drive through it when we were there? Or no. Probably at some point. Yeah. Probably. But I, I, I purposely put on this song oh, while nice. driving through. And then it actually is extremely powerful of us. You know, it's just, it's weird, but it's just like, you know, having that tunnel just, like, feel like it goes on forever and listening to this song. Like, I've even tried listening to other songs going through it. It doesn't have the same effect, but something about this song is just actually extremely inspiring and powerful when you go through that tunnel. Okay. So, I don't know. I'm just saying it was a very good choice. All right, I'm feeling it. I'm I'm excited to see the movie so I can
0: see what you mean about that. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, like I said, haven't seen it, so...
2: Yeah, David was supposed to be here to back me up. I know. I'm sure he
0: would have. I know. He'll listen to it and be like, "I, I wish I would have been there for that." <laughs> and then only that. Um, so my choices are very,
2: very different from yours.
0: <laughs> yours are. I figured. Yours <laughs> are. You said
2: m- I might steal some.
0: Much more po- like more powerful moments. Mine are more based in comedy, I suppose. Um, so the first one is "Time in a Bottle" by Jim Crow uh, from. Of course, X-Men, uh, Days of Future Past.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now picture this, Aaron. Did we see this movie together? I don't even know. We might have. No, I don't think so. I don't know. We might have. I don't think so either. But, you know, you're just going to see this movie. Seen all the X-Men movies. You like them just fine. And you're just like, I don't know. This movie looks really great. There just needs to be something that makes this movie pop out compared to all the other ones. You're sitting there. You're watching. And you're like, oh, Quicksilver, he's... It's pretty cool. I like Quicksilver. And then uh, you know they get into that scene. They get into the kitchen, and uh, you know guns are pointed at everyone, and they're like, "Oh, how, how are our heroes going to make it through this?" And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Quicksilver just brings down the goggles. He's running around the room. "Time in a Bottle" is playing. It's it's the perfect like uh, um, contrast to what's actually going on in the scene. It's such a calm and peaceful song. And he's running around, like, just causing mayhem and, like,
2: and putting it, guns in different places. And and it's, like, like, ironic because it's, like, the song is all about, like, wishing you could uh, have more time kind exactly, of thing. Exactly, exactly. And then is like, I got all the time in the world right now, yes. man. Yes,
0: <laughs> it's so good. That might be the best scene ever in a superhero movie. I mean... I wouldn't
2: go that far. I, I
0: What one would be better than that? Like, what one
2: would be better than that? Of all scenes? Of, of all more. Fine. Of all X Men movies, movies. Of all X Men movies, then, yeah. Maybe that was. Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. Sweet Dreams scene comes close, though. I I think, even though it is kind of just a retread, it still does it, man. I'm just like.
2: <laughs> it also doesn't help that the rest of that movie was terrible. Yeah, it so, does. It's like. <laughs>
0: and, uh, Days of Future Past is look great. By person. Yeah. Yeah, that it, it's like the perfect, uh, scene to like make you want more of that character and like be like hey this guy's cool he's listening to hip music of the time although i don't know if jim, jim croft was uh hip at the time i don't know i I mean i wasn't alive then aaron
2: i don't know if you knew that but uh i think i think he was i think i think he was th- yeah what i think he was hip who? at that time oh well yeah i know i mean
0: i don't know if he was one of those people who got popular after he had died already because he no, died really it, young, yeah. so I don't know. All right. No, I'm
2: pretty sure he was hip at that time. All right. Just. <laughs> basing <laughs> off of stuff I might have heard from my parents at some point that I'm not sure if I actually heard or if I'm just making up right now, but. Well, I'll take your word for
0: it. So, yeah. Time in a bottle, X Men, Days of Future Past. Aaron, yeah? what's your second one? Uh,
2: my second pick is from Watchmen. Oh, okay. And it is when. uh. The times they are a changing by uh, Bob Dylan. Ah, it didn't go with Hallelujah on that the one. Opening credits.
0: Okay, yeah, I can see that. I think
2: it just first off, it's a great song, but then yeah. just I think it's like the perfect fit because you know it's like the opening montage is showing, you know, just like what exactly happened in this world that like caused uh, went from being like these regular superheroes we know. And love kind of stuff, like how they would used to fit into those roles, and like what happened that forced them out of it, that like ostracized them in society, and turned them into these like other, you know, more like pathetic or uh, antiheroes of a sort, antihero kind of stuff like that. And but it also also acts like uh, the times there are changing, as in like it's showing also the alternate history. Of the Watchmen timeline, you know, like how Dr. Manhattan comes and just like conquers Vietnam basically single-handedly, and all this other stuff that creates an alternate history. So I just think you know it's the perfect fit. Yeah, and it's just, I agree. And it's the company is such a great uh, sequence. Just obviously Zack Snyder. Well, he might not be the best storyteller. <laughs> I was just gonna mention. <laughs> make great visuals. Yes, he can. Yes. So, since that's basically just like a series of like still images kind of thing, it's actually like really beautiful. Okay. And it's a good song to accompany it.
0: Now, Aaron, this is a question I've been asking myself recently. Watchmen, best Zack Snyder film?
2: Yes. I would have For to sure. say so too. Definitely.
0: I mean, I like Man of Steel. Yeah, but it's not like he has any, like, one standout great film. I think Watchmen's a fine film. I think Man of Steel is
2: a good film. I think film. Watchmen, I'm more forgiving of its flaws, just because, just like, the graphic novel is so good, even though most of its flaws are when it strays from the graphic novel, I suppose.
0: Okay, yeah, I haven't read the graphic novel, so I don't really know too much about that. Well, I might have to, now that DC's decided, hey... We want them to be a part of this now. (sighs) Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Mm.
2: I don't know. I don't know if I'm excited for that or not. Yeah, just
0: just as a side note, is the comic buying public in general excited about that or no? Because I've not heard too much
2: either way. I've heard lots of things both ways. I think most people at this point are just kind of more like cautiously optimistic, I suppose, is how I would describe it. Like, they want to believe that DC is going to get back on the right track, but then they're also like, the New 52s didn't really provide the reboot that we were looking for, you know, the rejuvenation we were looking for. I liked the New 52. (laughs) It had some solid titles, it's just also a lot of terrible choices. Like what? We're gonna stray. We're gonna do
0: this right now. I'm so. I'm, do we have
2: to. Do we have to do? This? <laughs> I
0: just want to know what you, you think the worst choice was in the new fifty-two. The
2: worst choice. That's. I don't know if I could pick a worst choice off the top of my head. Well then. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh,
0: now it'll be my second pick, and I have to bring it up again because I always, I never remember this guy's last name. Okay, so this is from a film we talked about last week, um, actually, in a scene we talked about last week, but i got to bring it up again, because it is one of the best choices. Um, it's You're the Voice by John Farnham in the movie uh-huh. Hot Rod. <laughs> so we kind of just touched on this scene last week, but now I kind of want to delve into why this is such a, uh, a great choice. And Hot Rod has a lot of great choices for songs, I think. That whole soundtrack is really great. Um, It is, yes. Especially his uh, angry punch dance song, In the Woods. Uh, (laughs) It's really great as well. But um, You're the Voice. It's this overly inspirational, like heartstring-tugging song that was made before the movie. So this was a real song that someone made in their life. And after watching the scene, you will never take the song seriously again. Uh, (laughs) But... (laughs) The scene just
2: makes it so much more inspiring. I'm like, let's go <laughs> out guess. there, let's jump a giant ramp and then also smash windows and steal TVs and stuff. Yep. You know? Yeah. So what happens in the scene
0: is Rod, he's he's walking down the the street and you know, his crew starts walking next to him, they're like, yeah, they're walking down the songs plan. It's all slow motion. Then all of a sudden, his neighbors start walking behind him. And then more people. It just becomes a giant cavalcade of human beings walking down the street towards the jump site. And, uh, you know, everyone somehow knows this song that probably none of them had ever heard before. And Rod and the crew are looking around like, "What? what is happening? What is What is this? And then, I'm not sure exactly what it is that sets it up. A- oh, yeah, it's... um some guy picks up like a rock and throws it through a electronics store window and then grabs a yeah, the TV. Like that. And then a riot just breaks out. Like one of the more violent <laughs> like riots that you could probably put in a PG-13 movie. Like all of a sudden there's a SWAT <laughs> team there and people are making out on top of cars and smashing windows open and Rod and the crew are running away and <laughs> it's just but the swell of music up into that point of chaos is just so outstanding. It's one of the great points of that movie that, for when I show people this movie, because I'm always like, have you seen Hot Rod? We need to watch Hot Rod. Let's watch Hot Rod. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's always great to watch people's reactions during that scene because it's something so out of left field and out of nowhere. And uh, I think it just really encompasses the tone of the film overall. Yeah. All right. Well, those are our uh, favorite songs in film. I think we can come back to this one at some point because I, I still have a lot more that I would like
2: to talk about. I did too. I had at least like three uh, different possibilities written down All right. right here. Cool. Just in case. So we'll come back to this one eventually, guys.
0: Anyway, until then, though, uh, Aaron, there was a little bit of news this past week and. Uh, I feel like you might want to rant about it, so... That's your home! Are you too good for your home? Answer me! And I want to look them straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten... You're the devil! No, so you go to hell! While you're there, why don't you grab me a juice box?
2: I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right. So, uh... I forgot I, forgot I was going to do a rant this week. Aaron! But, yeah.
0: There's some Transformers 5 news.
2: There was some Transformers 5 news, and it, it was uh, that, uh, let me pull up his name. Okay. Uh, Liam Garrigan. Liam Garrigan. Okay. play King Arthur in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's, that's not so bad, Aaron. I It mean, doesn't sound so bad at first. No, not bad at all. But <laughs> then, you just think about it, and it's just... How lazy can this series get? That, that's home it's off, lazy. Okay. <laughs> Alright. First off, <laughs> the whole <laughs> uh secret item from Earth's past is actually a Cybertonian weapon. Yes. It's being recycled yet again with Excalibur.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We did that in two. We did that in three. <laughs> We did that in 4, kind of, I'm pretty sure. I don't. I tried to forget 4. I don't think that dino, happened in The Dinobots it. had been on Earth for a while. Oh, yeah.
0: Because as we all remember, Optimus Prime, he does things with the dinosaur. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I think the worst part about this news is that the guy they cast, Liam Garrigan, the guy yes. they cast is King Arthur, with the guy who just played King Arthur on Once Upon a Time. Yep. It's like, they're like, oh, we need a new King Arthur for this role. But they're, they're just like, oh, here's a guy. He's playing King Arthur already. Why don't we just get him? <laughs> <laughs> like, how little effort can you put into this movie?
0: <laughs> oh my God. Is Michael Bay directing again? Did we
2: find yeah. out that? Okay, yeah. It just sounds like a Michael Bay move. <laughs> He likes remember to reuse the fourth film when he forgot to fill in some like the green screen effects. No. Because he just didn't care at all. Well, no. you should look it up because he did. <laughs> I was
0: I was going to uh talk about how in Transformers 1, 2 and 3, he reuses the same shot. Like he uses it three times in Transformers 1, the same shot from Transformers 1 and Transformers 2 two times and then Transformers 3, I think he uses it again where I'm just like it's not even a complicated shot. I don't know why you're doing this. And then, have you seen the, like, the side-by-side of clips from the island and Transformers 1? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just They just added a robot on top of it, and they're like, here you go. <laughs> like, here's our movie.
2: And he stole, I'm pretty sure he stole a scene from Pearl Harbor as well. He, like, edited it to make it modern day or whatever, but. Mm, great. So, Michael Bay, he's, uh, he's lazy, is basically what we're d- discovering, if we hadn't discovered yes. it already. Extremely lazy. And this is just might be the laziest thing yet, in my opinion. I,
0: I have to agree with you. When you sent me that, I'm like, nah, this can't be true, right? Looked it up more, I'm like,
2: oh my god, <laughs> this, this is legitimate. <laughs> they just don't care anymore. <laughs> so I think that was pretty clear with uh, number four. Uh, you want to think they cared at least a little bit with number four. No, nope. At least a little bit. No, they cared a little bit with two and three, but four, they just did not at all. You, you think they tell. didn't care with one either? They definitely cared with one. but Okay, I'm, I'm understanding what you're didn't saying Still make now. a good movie. But... No, no. So, yeah. But, yeah, won't be seeing this one. In theaters. I'll see it on DVD. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. <laughs> I'll see it on DVD.
0: Nope. I, I'm calling I'm it right see, now. I'm
2: not paying money for this. Aaron
0: Hahn, remember when whenever Transformers 4 came out we were getting like updates about it or whatever and we're talking we were like talking at school over. I'm like the Dinobots are going to be in this. This might actually be a good movie. Like I have faith in them to do this. You said it too.
2: You said you had faith in them to do it right at that point. No, I never said I had faith in them to do it right. I said I was excited to see the Dino Bots.
0: Okay, fine. Either way, a
2: clear they're
0: going to they're gonna do something in the 5 that you're going to be like, ah, now i got to go nope. see it. <laughs> nope.
2: Nope. There's nothing they can do after 4 to get me to pay money <laughs> nothing. to see this. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. What if they like
0: bring Shia LaBeouf in and murder him in the first 5 minutes? <laughs>
2: <laughs> then I'll look forward to seeing that on DVD.
0: Alright, well then Let's move on to the um, Upcoming movies of the week You saved everyone People call you a hero I don't feel like a hero
2: Aaron, it's, it's sort of a big week, I guess uh, Not really I mean, like, big week in terms big of in, yeah. Number of movies But not really Quantity over quality, quality it seems Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh That's...
0: Where do we want to start? With awful or one that could be good? Let's start with no, Sully.
2: Wherever, wherever you want to start. Let's start with
0: Sully. The upcoming film yep. uh, from Clint Eastwood. Uh, Tom Hanks is in it. Um, it's about uh, Captain Sully, who landed the plane on the...
2: Hudson River. Hudson
0: River, thank you. I was going to say Harbor River, but I don't think that's a thing. So... <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so, yep. Um, have you seen previews for this, Aaron? Or... Yeah. Yep. Or
2: at least I saw the... One preview twice, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, What are you thinking? Because for me, I think it could be
0: good. I'm a little excited. I have faith in Clint Eastwood as a director.
2: Um, I don't know if I've seen anything he's directed. Really? Not that I. Oh, wait, no, uh, Gran Torino. Yeah, I was
0: just going to say Gran Torino is the one that uh, you kind of
2: have faith in. And I mean, so yeah, Gran Torino's all right.
0: Yeah, and for as many people... I mean, I don't like American Sniper, but... I didn't watch it. A lot of people love it, so I I think that he has quite the... uh,
2: And it got uh, critical acclaim. Yeah, yeah. And an Oscar now, I believe. Didn't
0: it? Yeah, for Best Picture, it snubbed uh, Gone Girl, which should have had a nomination. Definitely. (laughs) So dumb that it didn't.
2: (laughs) Um... Yeah. yeah, and then Tom Hanks. I mean, Tom always, Hanks is great. Pretty much always a solid actor.
0: But is it just me, or is this movie kind of like a? I've I've seen a ton of movies like this already. I don't know. It feels like it feels like a weirdly, biopic. Yeah, like like I mean, of course I've seen biopics
2: before. <laughs> I know because you always talk about how much you love biopics. I, do I really? You have on this podcast before. I talked about
0: that. I like to watch them. I don't know if I'd say I love them.
2: Well, it, it, okay. It sounded like you loved them based on, you know, what, when you were talking about, uh, Florence Foster Jenkins or whatever. I wanted to love that movie a lot. But, but when we were talking about it, you said you love biopics. (laughs) I guess maybe. I'd have to go back and and look.
0: I'll have to. Um, just looking at it right now, Aaron Eckhart is also in this movie. All
2: right.
0: So, um, Glad, glad he's getting work. So,
2: solid cast, I suppose. Yeah. Solid director. The only thing I'm not sure about is it's kind of like, based on the trailer, it's like, how? what really does the film cover? Like, presumably, the opening section is the landing of the plane, and then he, like, you know, people are, there's this whole thing, like, did he have to land it? Like, could he have made the safe, regular landing or whatever? Yeah. But it's just like, once you get that high point of him actually landing the plane it, the rest of the movie doesn't feel like it has that much to offer you know
0: yeah i agree i agree um but i feel i don't know i'm i'm a little torn on this because i want it to be great cuz you know i love biopics Aaron. <laughs> yes i know you do but uh watching the trailers like you said it looks not like boring, I guess. And we're like, okay, plane's down. Now we get to watch him be in interviews and act like he's not a hero or whatever, and be like sad. It's like, yay, fun movie. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I've heard it's actually not that like long of a film. Though. It's an like, hour it's only and like thirty an hour, minutes, hour and a half or something. What?
0: Yeah, it's an hour and thirty minutes.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. It could be a pleasant hour and a half, I suppose.
0: I guess (laughs) also it should be noted uh that the critics score is at 89 percent at the moment and there are nine reviews only though so it's not like uh they're pouring in yet but um so far the consensus is that it is uh, a good movie anyway let's move on since we really don't have much to talk about there uh let's just mention the disappointments room right now because i've not seen a trailer for it forgot to watch the trailer so Uh, uh
2: well I did watch the trailer for this. All right. Tell me about it. But it, it's essentially a very uh, cliché-looking haunted house film. Like, I don't know. There's some girl. She moves into a new home with her children. Then she discovers there's like a room upstairs that is locked. And it's the, the disappointments, disappointments room or whatever. Oh,
0: there we go. We're on, yeah. we're on
2: point today. <laughs> Yeah, like, the trailer, like, ends with, like, getting the room door open, and, like, you know, the camera's looking at her, like, looking into the room, and it's just like, oh, what could be in the disappointments room? Probably a disappointing reveal would be my guess. I was just gonna say, though, it's like, they're setting themselves <laughs> up so hard with that title. <laughs> you- like, what did they expect?
0: Is it just me, or are most movies where they're like, there's gonna be something shocking that's gonna happen in this movie, and then you watch it, and then you're like, "It wasn't that shocking. Like, I could have thought of way more messed up stuff in my mind that could have been behind that door. (laughs) I feel like it would be one of those moments. Like, I'm expecting, (laughs) like, decapitated bodies, like, hung upside down in the room, and, Children playing in the blood and painting on the walls. I don't know. Okay, but it's gonna be so, something like uh, there's been okay. a person in this house the whole time. Whoa!
2: Wow. <laughs> if they pull that, not choice. I'm just
0: now. If you if you've seen this movie, leave us a comment and tell me if I'm right about the <laughs> about the ending the ending that I want because if that is the ending that I want I'll go see this movie I want this to be so
2: demented in a way that's like how could they put exactly what you said yes (laughs) well I won't I won't be the one to see this (laughs) nope neither am I for you because it doesn't look good no I
0: mean I don't know I haven't seen anything for it so I can't really speak on it all right after that uh I want to save the horrible one for last When the bow breaks.
2: Oh, this this one looks horrible as well. Did you watch the trailer?
0: (laughs) So I saw this trailer before Don't Breathe, and I was so utterly confused. There was no dialogue in the whole trailer. Really? Yeah, really. Which trailer did you watch? I have no clue. There might have been a little bit of dialogue, but then for the whole last part of the trailer, it's like, oh, this girl's pregnant or whatever, and the guy is with the girl or whatever. This is my understanding of what the movie is from this trailer. I have all no right, clue. Right. You probably know more than me.
2: No, it's basically just like...
0: No, wait, don't wait. No, I'm, I'm oh, going to take a guess. Oh, I'm going to okay, take a swing at okay. this. <clears throat> so, it's a dad, a mom, and a daughter. And the mom gets pregnant with another kid. But the daughter's jealous. She wants it to be her kid. So, she breaks in, tries to kill the mom... And the dad is just on the side like, what is my life? (laughs) That's basically what I got from this trailer.
2: Am I right? Close. But it's that the couple has a surrogate for their baby, and then the surrogate mother wants to kill the dude's wife and replace her, basically.
0: Ah. So not the daughter.
2: (laughs) No, no. I was so confused. <laughs> Where did you get daughter from? I don't know. She looked younger than the other one. So. <laughs> well, she is younger, but that doesn't make her their daughter. <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused because I missed the beginning, too, because I was talking to Caroline about something. and I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, all right, what did I miss here? Nope. Nope. Mm, nope.
2: Okay. Weird. You didn't miss much. Weird you, choice. You didn't miss anything at all. <laughs> I mean, it didn't look good. It looked, uh... It's essentially the same plot as did you hear about like that lifetime original movie that Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig made no <laughs> yeah they they made like a secret lifetime original movie like the like they made it in secret it got leaked when it wasn't supposed to but they made it in secret and it was supposed to just like spring up on everyone but yeah they okay. made it's it was like this thing that was like not quite a parody. Like they were like playing it straight, but it was also supposed to be like mocking how ridiculously dumb Lifetime Original movies are. I don't know. I didn't actually watch it. I need this to watch this. <laughs> I
0: don't know, this sounds awesome. Because I used to watch a lot of Lifetime Original movies. I don't know if you know really? that about me. Because we used to only have one um, TV at my dad's house. And so my stepmom would watch her Lifetime movies. And you know, you're like, well, it's on a screen and I can watch it. So. <laughs> So, I've seen an uncanny amount of Lifetime and Hallmark original films. All bad. Uh, all horrible.
2: Yeah. I think
0: so so think might So, this might be in my demographic, then. This one, the bottom. Yeah, maybe. Rings. That's exactly
2: what it looks like. It looks like a... Higher budget. Lifetime. Higher budget. Yeah.
0: All right, then. Let's move on to the one that uh, I've seen trailers for several times. And I want to claw my eyes out every time they come up. <laughs> the wildlife, Aaron. Indeed. The wildlife. It's so wild. It's so it's so kooky. It's so funny, Aaron. Oh gosh, it's a yep.
2: bird. There's butt jokes. There's lots of butt jokes in the trailer. Everyone loves a good butt joke. So I like I watched this trailer <laughs> and like I mean like it looks terrible. But then it's just like oh, here's all these animals on this island, and then this guy comes along, and then they get into wacky adventures, and there's pirates or something, and then it's just, like, starring, like, this animal, this animal, this animal, and Robinson Crusoe, and I was like, what? This is an adaptation of Robinson Crusoe? Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. There's butt jokes (laughs) there. But, like,
2: (laughs) why didn't they lead with that? Like, why is this just something that just pops up? (laughs) (laughs) Stars. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know. Here,
0: let me let me read you this movie info. From the over exuberant parrot Mac to the snack obsessed tapir Rosie, there's butt jokes. Aaron. <laughs> From the persnickety echidna to the acrobatic pangolin pango. This is an awful write-up, by the way. This is not a way to sell your movie. From the ditzy goat scrubby to the commonsensical Kingfisher Kiki and the always cool chameleon Carmelo, things are larger than life on a tropical isle. What? How? Is that the
2: whole description?
0: Yeah, that's all that comes up on Flickster.
2: <laughs> oh man, I really want to see that movie. It
0: literally only tells you yeah, who the characters everything.
2: are. Uh, got has a ditzy goat or something mm-hmm. and
0: uh there's butt what, jokes And there's so many butt jokes in the trailer where,
2: where are these butt jokes what
0: oh they're all over the place every time I talk about the tape here there's always a butt joke always I don't know maybe I watched a different trailer than you did oh god it's it's so bad it's the same one it played before Ratchet and Clank which I'm like hopefully this is not what I'm getting myself into this kind of movie <laughs> Thank God it was better than that. I played before Kubo. Both times I saw it, I'm like, is no one, no one's okay? No one cares? No one cares that this is being played? This is a dumb, there's butt jokes though, Aaron.
2: Oh, all oh, the kids love those. Come oh. on, Lizzie. It's not going to be, it can't possibly be any worse than Norm of the North. So. What is Norm of the North? can't possibly be the worst animated movie to come out this year. That was a movie that came out this year. This came, That came out in January. Did you not see trailers I, for that? I have no clue what that is. You gotta look this up. Because you'll hate it even more than The Wildlife.
0: I'm just, real quick, I'm looking at the user reviews. Two and a half stars. The first, the first <laughs> sentence is, The Wildlife is just a disgusting movie. The animation is disgusting. The voice acting is disgusting. <laughs> and even the plot is disgusting two two and a half stars (laughs) wow
2: what a great vocabulary there
0: yes they have the best words all the all the words (laughs) the animation is really bad though it looks very uh, oh yeah low
1: budget
2: like ps2 level graphics (laughs) all right (laughs) that's how you gotta describe them all righty then well do we have
0: anything else to uh be upset about with the
2: upcoming movies. I can't even bring myself to hate this movie. It just looks so It's so lazy. offensively bad. How can you not hate it with everything you are? <laughs> fine. 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 Anyway. I don't know.
1: <laughs>
2: now we're going to move on. I think on. I just have to remain oh. indifferent to it to keep my sanity.
0: That's probably the best. It's like when what you do with uh, Batman v Superman and uh, Man of Steel. That's what I was looking for. It's a movie. Yep. It is a movie. All right, guys, now we're going to be moving on to the What Have We Been Watching segment of the week. BoJack, when you get sad, you run straight ahead and, and you keep running forward no matter what.
1: You saved friendship with his son!
0: David has sent us his list of what he's watched. Do you want to yeah, go let's through go that? Through first? David's first. Yeah. Alright. Here we go. What did I watch? By David Becker. <laughs> is this an essay? I no, it's not. We love you, David. Please come back. <laughs> Always Sunny. His description is classic. <laughs> Agreed. Next. Agreed. Finding Dory was good, but not as good as Finding Nemo. I it's I agree so with nice. you on that. I don't think it's that great though. I've I went back to like I really liked it, and then I'm back down to like I did not like that movie. Anymore. <laughs> I've I've done the full range of emotions on it. I feel like I'm the only person who has not seen
2: this movie yet. It came out Just for like, this weekend. Yeah, like they, they added more it. theaters for Labor Day, but. They did that At this for... point, I'm just going for the DVD.
0: Well, yeah. Might as well. It's not worth spending theater money on anyway. Yo. I'm going to lower your expectations so much that when you see it, you're going to be like, this was the greatest film I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> All right. Next, he says, The Mechanic. Normal Jason oh, Statham okay. action flick. I think he means the original.
2: What? I what think did he,
0: he... Say? he says, normal Jason Statham action
2: flick. and then. I... What do you mean? No, like normal, and just like it's, you know, just like all the rest. No, yeah, and I know, like, but I just think, like, I think he's talking about the original, the original mechanic. Yeah, I don't think he's talking yeah. about the new one. So. Oh, yeah. I just want. I just. I, whoa, calm down. I'm <laughs> I'm just, I just. I thought that was self-explanatory, right? but <laughs> it probably was <laughs> when you said the mechanic. But yeah, I guess he said okay. he, wa- he wanted. He He said he wanted to check it out when we were talking about uh, resurrection. It's two weeks in ago now. Wow.
0: And then he says he has this show that I've never heard of, Married at First Sight. I forgot how much I hated reality television. I don't know why my family is obsessed with this show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm right with you there, David. Yeah, um, we're hating we're, reality TV, but my family's not obsessed with it. So no. we,
0: we I've never see- stand with you in solidarity in your hatred for this show.
2: This show does sound terrible, though. What is it? Based on the title, I'm just going to assume what the concept is, and I hate it. They get married the first time they see each other, but not really, because reality television is fake. Reality TV. (laughs) That doesn't make it good, anyway.
0: No. And now we're going to end on the final one. that It was at the beginning of the list, but I wanted to uh, leave it at the end, because we convinced him to watch something, Aaron. Oh, okay. Bojack Horseman. Oh, nice. He says, "Oddly satisfying and interesting to watch." Just wait, <laughs> just wait, David. <laughs> You'll become an empty just, just pit.
2: Just to see uh, how far into it he is?
0: Uh, last time, he texted me. He said he saw the episode where uh, Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter get engaged.
2: Okay so yeah that's like right when it just like really gets good. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's he's getting there and I'm but he's not right to you know just like the soul crushing depressing emotional stuff, yeah. <laughs> oh my
0: god. <laughs> you know I was thinking more on episode episode season 3 and man that, again the thing that they want to be soul crushing isn't that soul crushing, but the thing before it just oh my god
2: tears you up oh yeah yeah i know oh, what you're talking about so bad
0: <laughs> all right so that's it. that's uh david's aaron would you like to go now
2: i can i suppose all right, cool because the mine is very short so we'll just end on that oh okay so i'm gonna start with the tv i watched first i watched uh Wet hot american summer first day of camp
0: yes i love <laughs> you know i love it so much <laughs> How, did you watch all of it? Yes, I'll, I watched all of it. Okay, good. Good. So we can talk like, about spoilers then. It's been out for a few years.
2: Yeah, it's been out for a while. But, like, my brother just showed me the movie, like, earlier this summer or whatever. And okay. I was The movie's fine. I don't know. It was okay. Like, I, there were funny parts, but then it was also just kind of like, I understand where like the critics were coming from with, like, it's trying to do an over-the-top parody of something that's already over-the-top, so it doesn't really quite work kind of thing. Yeah. So, I don't know, I thought it was okay, but then I watched the show anyway, and I was just like, <laughs> the show was great.
0: It's so perfect. I'm so glad you like it, because it, it is very much hot rod type humor, if I had to describe yes. it in any way. Uh, you could talk about it first, you can talk, I mean, since you watched it more recently.
2: I mean, I just, I think just, you know, the whole having the actors reprise their roles, like... <laughs> what was it 15 years later or more? yeah it would have been like 14 15 years even even though it's a prequel it's like <laughs> i don't know that just definitely got me how old they are compared to the other kids is just <laughs> that was fantastic and just,
1: <laughs> oh my god i
2: don't know i gotta oh, bring up animals. the cast on that one real quick you got paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. you got amy poehler you got uh Elizabeth Banks, you got Bradley Cooper, you got, uh, John Hamm. Yes, John Hamm. Oh my god, John Hamm is great, too. (laughs) Uh, I love that part, just like, (laughs) when he's like, the Falcon was secretly working for us the whole time, it's just like, wait, then why did you kill my friend? (laughs) I have an explanation. It's just oh, such a perfect, you know, parody of just like this whole <laughs> secret twist <laughs> I I loved it. It was just great. All right, so we got Michael
0: Show Show Walter as well as uh, Coop, uh, Elizabeth Banks. I don't know who that is. Who J- Janine, Janine Car- Garofalo? She played Beth. I don't remember who Beth was. I don't remember either. Anyway, Christopher Maloney um, as the chef guy, Michael Ian Black, Mm -hmm. Molly Shannon, um, the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Joe Lowe, Trugilo, and uh, God, who who plays, why can't I remember his name? It's James Mardston,
2: right? Who is?
0: No, who, no, it's the guy who plays Captain Kirk. Who plays Captain Kirk?
2: Oh, Chris Pine. Yeah, Chris Chris Pine, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: that is my favorite joke in the whole show where he's like playing that guitar solo and they just murder him on something. <laughs>
2: that whole last episode was great. Just like uh, when they're like they're fighting the opposing camp and then they're just like <laughs> the guy like throws the frisbee and it like knocks the guy's feet out <laughs> from under him and everything. But then like the uh, the army comes in and they're like. You know, attack the arm, and they like throw the frisbee, and it just like casually bounces off the <laughs> tank or whatever. It's just like I don't. It's
0: perfect. That show was great. I, I don't know if they could ever do it again, but I want Netflix to make a second season. or They something. are.
2: They're making one. Oh, it's uh, going to be actually a sequel to the film. This time, it's going to be oh, okay. The uh, Wet Hot American Summer ten years later. Oh my god. This is going to be amazing. (laughs) comes out next year.
0: Well, that's exciting. I really love that show. Thank you for reminding me of it, because I watched that when it came out and haven't really thought much about it since. I might have to give (laughs) that a rewatch.
2: I might have to give the movie a rewatch now, because I was like, I don't know. I wasn't different to the movie, but then just the show was just hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, what else you got? What's next? Uh, The other TV show I started watching this week was Mad Men. Oh right. Because I'm back in school and I'm actually taking a course this semester on the show. Right. So So how are you liking so, it so far? I'm about a little over halfway through the first season and it's pretty good. Okay. Like it's it's I guess it's a little more different than I thought it was gonna be in the sense that uh you know, it always gets lumped in with like all these other big dramas like uh breaking bad and other in you know, like Game of Thrones or whatever, it's just like it's one of like the peak dramas of that era, and then but like it's a lot more slow moving than a lot of the other dramas that uh, are praised so much at that time. Like, it's I can it takes see a that. long time to unfold stuff, and like it's not heavily serialized, like, there's a lot of mainly self contained stuff in the episodes, but it's also just like you know, really fascinating what it's doing with just, like, the slow unraveling of characters, you know, just, just like, uh, like, when you get to that point, like, halfway through the season, it's, like, it slowly introduces these characters, but then also just, like, subverts what you thought you knew about them and everything, and it's really fascinating, really interesting. Okay. And the period, period setting is obviously, you know, very well done. That's stuff you know, I
0: like. I like me some period pieces
2: that <laughs> I can get behind. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, so insane to just, like, see people just, you know, smoking, like, Catually. constantly, just, like, <laughs> yeah. all the time. Just, like, pregnant women smoking. And <laughs> I don't know. It's it's definitely very interesting. Very good. All right. Good. Good. So, I, I don't know if I would call it one of the best dramas of all time yet.
0: You're not there. Course, You're not, I'm like, only... deep, though.
2: What? You're, like, not deep into it yet, though. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. it's, that's because I'm only... At the season one mark. Okay. Like, even Breaking Bad didn't, like, become one of the best shows ever until, like, season four is when you realize that. Like, no, like, end of season three, you realize this is one of the best shows of all time. Okay. So, we'll have to wait and see. But I'm going to be going through that slower than usual because the course lasts all semester and I'm not going to be watching ahead. AMC, that's an AMC show, right? Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, yes. So now I'm moving on to my films. Ah, okay. I see how you did it. Yeah. Very strange. things. <laughs> Very organized person on occasions. That Same here. And <laughs> any occasion that doesn't normally require any amount of responsibility, I'll be responsible for. But things I need to be responsible for, I won't be. Nope, I never will That's be. That's for much of my life.
0: <laughs> but
2: anyway. So, one film I watched this week was uh, Elvis and Nixon, which is a film that came out earlier this year. Yes. I just put it on Amazon Prime. Okay. You got Kevin Spacey right. as Nixon and Michael Shannon as Elvis. So, Michael Shannon's is a very interesting Elvis because it's like he's definitely not someone you would normally think of for that role. But no, then just not like when all. you watch him in it, it's like you can totally see it. Like, he does a surprisingly good job. Okay. And then so I don't know, it's like it's an all right film but just like those two actors who are just like tremendous character actors are, you know, they are they make it worth watching cuz they're just awesome in it. All right. Then guess what I watched this week, Lacey? What do so I I promised week? I was going to watch The Nice at Guys. The end of last week and it was The Nice Guys. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, Aaron, please don't Please don't ruin this for me.
2: How'd you feel? Oh, by by saying that I hated it and it was awful. <laughs> no, I'm joking. All right. <laughs> I was
0: a little worried for a minute. You're I'm like, no, you're, no, I, you're letting this joke hang for a long time. I don't know.
2: No, actually, very good. Probably, mm-hmm. I think it ended up cracking my top five good. for the year. Good. But just it's so good. Just, yes. You know.
0: Uh, yes, it is. It is. I oh. did you laugh the whole time? I mean how could you not but I I did laugh the whole time. <sighs> it's so hard. I wanna talk about
2: spoilery things, but I can't <laughs> I know I don't I I'm not sure exactly what to say that wouldn't be a spoiler, but just you know Russell Crowe is just oh, he's phenomenal and Ryan Gosling, they're just even, Such
0: good chemistry. Even Ryan Gosling's daughter is like really funny in this movie too. I know. I
2: was surprised I, she was you know really good. And then I just love how the not a spoiler, but just like how the movie just like always is subverting like the the direction you think it's gonna go. Yeah. Like you know, like it, it looks like it's about to fall into like a really cliche action trope, but then nope, all of a sudden. His daughter is more resourceful than you think, or something. Yeah, You know, trying not to spoil (sighs) it. It's so good. That's not a spoiler. You're good.
0: I also think there's just a really good uh, use of physical comedy in this. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially a couple um, dead body jokes, I guess, (laughs) would be the best way to say it without spoiling. One. I'm not sure if I know what you mean. One containing a roof and the other, offense and a table, if you know what I'm
2: talking about. Okay, yeah. Just some
0: great moments there. Um, I really don't want to spoil it, so
2: we should probably, uh, probably. But also, now that you mentioned the physical comedy, just one scene, it was in the trailers though, but this scene just still makes me laugh, is the scene where just like, Russell Crowe approaches Ryan Gosling in the bathroom, and he's just... (laughs) Oh, that's not even what I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say
0: when they're um at the bar, they're interviewing the guy and like we can do this the easy way or the hard way, and then like all of a sudden he grabs his tie and pulls his head down onto the bar and you're like, Oh, okay. Interesting. Like
2: we can do it the easy way or the we're currently doing it the yeah, easy oh, way. Yeah, oh that's what it
0: is, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Good film. Very good film. Number two this year. Maybe. I'm still debating on where another film should go, but we'll get there. What else you got for me, Aaron? I'm
2: sorry. Just I'm, I looked up nice guy quotes. Oh, and okay. Really, I don't want to spoil any though, but I'm just thinking about how hilarious this movie is. What about so the just, car scene?
0: What the car scene? Um, Which car scene? the the night car scene, where they're driving and you know he's tired. Oh. <laughs> Oh, we should. Wait, we need to. Anyways, we need to move on. We're gonna spoil we need to this. Move
2: on, but yeah, watch this film. Yes, it deserved so much more attention than it got. It really did.
0: I really wish it would have made more because I what? want a sequel. I need a sequel. Me too. Me too. What? It, it will never get one. We'll never. It's not get a gonna sequel. happen. We'll always. Anyway, we'll always have the nice guys. <laughs> you know what else I watched
2: this week? though?
0: So. what would you get? What, what? What you got for me? <laughs> the
2: pop star. <laughs> Popstar. Yeah. Star, never stopping. You've seen some great films this week. They finally came out on a rental. I'm not sure if they're both on DVD yet, but... I don't think Popstar's out yet. I think it comes out
0: this week on Blu-ray, so I'll have to get it. All right, so what did you think of Popstar then?
2: It was hilarious. Yes. Like, I I wouldn't put it on the same level as Hot Rod. No. I don't think I don't think it was quite as good as Hot Rod, but I don't think it was ever going to be. No, again, but, it was that expectations sort of thing that uh, you had to fight. But you know, just uh, so many great parts, just the perfect parody of you know just that celebrity culture and everything. Those just like those the concert
0: whole. movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, everything about it. Just it's
2: again, it's another movie that we really can't spoil yet. It's so the new. The thing, yes, but. You know, just stuff like uh, the TMZ parody oh, with Will Arnett. Yes, and just... yes, <laughs> that just, like, keeps on pulling out like the different. <laughs>
0: <sitcoms>. <laughs> that cracked me up consistently. Every time that used that gag, I was down for that. Um. Now, what about uh, one of my favorite jokes of the movie that I'm not going to spoil, but I think it needed, the movie needed to be more of this, but it never was, um, was when they're in the garden and they cut all the audio, or they cut all the video, and they just keep the audio, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that, it's near the beginning of the movie, I'm like, they need to do more stuff like that, they never do, but it was still great for that
2: moment that we got that scene. That was great, yes. And, but... My favorite part, the biggest laugh I got of it, which I guess it's not really a spoiler, but then like the the, near the end when he's wearing his uh, disguise, and then uh, the dude comes on and he's just like, "You look just like Jason Segel," and he's just like he does the Jason Segel impression. Do you remember this? No, I don't remember that. Oh my god, it was the biggest laugh (laughs) of the whole movie for me because it was just like a spot on. Jason siegel It's been so long, and then, but then it was just like a like, guy forgets Sarah Marshall, and he's like, "Yeah, that's oh what he does. no, yeah, I forget her." Forget I, I her. do remember now. <laughs> I do remember now. Yep. It was oh man, it was so, it was like so spot on. <laughs> I was just laughing so hard.
0: Oh gosh, yeah, that was I really liked uh Pop Star. I I just really wish it could have been more than it was.
2: I think for me, it was just kind of like, it felt like a bit too long, even though it was only like an hour and a half. It almost felt like once they get to the climax, it feels like it goes on for like, you know, like five or 10 more minutes than it really should have. Like, it feels like they had an easy way to cut it shorter, but then didn't take it. Mm -hmm. But, and then maybe they could have just filled in that time with like some more absurd... Out there, random jokes like Hot Rod had. Yeah, I. I guess, I, I guess this one, this movie was more structured. I yeah, guess. there's an actual structured like film. <laughs> they tried harder to make it an actual solid film as opposed to just uh, you know, just like assortment of random.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Segments, you know?
0: I will say, I think the payoff in this movie is extremely great it's one of the it's one of the best comedy payoffs i think i've seen in a while since probably trainwreck which i think has a great comedy payoff but apparently you don't I agree
2: i still don't like that film
0: oh, trainwreck but, is so good but uh, you know you know what i'm talking about the incredible thoughts scene <laughs> yeah it's yes. outstanding um but and again all of the music in
2: that movie is great too yes all the all the songs are great so i think Maybe the, I would have liked the film even more if I hadn't already heard most of the songs before watching the film. Yeah, I hadn't heard hadn't any of them of when I saw it. Better. So I was a little... Yeah, so that probably works better. But yeah. I already knew like all the songs. But they're still, they're still good. They're yeah. still hilarious. It's nice just to just listen Bin to The Bin Laden me. song. Just
0: The Bin Laden song is amazing. <laughs> I like the Mona Lisa one better, though, I think.
2: I love what they did with the Mona Lisa song, though, with the scene with Seal. Yeah. That's... <laughs> That whole scene, actually. Oh, gosh. That's how I got these scars. Wolves? Yeah, wolves. (laughs) See (laughs) Popstar. See Popstar, if you haven't yet. Yes, watch Nice Guys and Popstar. Yes. Is that all you got? Moving on.
0: Oh, okay, you got more. Awesome.
2: (laughs) Well, just one more thing to mention, because I watched a lot. I watched quite a few more movies this week, but I can't mention them. Of course. Because they are part of a secret project upcoming for my blog. So, just a little tease. There's going to be a big project coming up in October. And since it's October, you can probably guess what kind of (laughs) movies I'll be looking at. But just look forward to that on my blog. This global blog name is already taken.tumblr.com.
0: I can guarantee everyone listening will... If you're listening to this, I can guarantee that you should be excited about this. This is going to be awesome. I can already tell. I gave,
2: I've been giving Lacey like tiny little hints. Yes. that like they don't reveal what the films are, but they reveal. Some I know what the one of them is. At least I've sat through, in a sense. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. Just look forward to that.
0: I know I am. I know I am, Aaron. All right, is it my turn now? Yes. All right, so I'm going to name my my little short ones first before I name the big film I saw. Um, watched The Office. Just a little, you know, sister was watching The Office. You know, she was leaving for college soon. I'm like, uh, you know, I got to spend time with her before she leaves. And we're watching The Office. And my God, I forget how funny that show is every time. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to watch this. and get sucked
2: in 10 episodes later. I'm like, oh, God. Uh, watched, watched. I know the- what you mean, though. I know what you mean, like. My brother was watching The Office, something like this somewhere, and I was just like, I forgot how funny the show was. It really was like, it's is. really good.
0: Especially, like, seasons three and four. Those are, like, I think the mm-hmm. highlight of the show. Um, and that's yeah. what we were watching,
2: too. It <laughs> so definitely fell off, like... Pretty quick. Season seven, season six, maybe, but...
0: Yeah.
2: Um, still really solid first
0: couple seasons. We watched, uh, Safety... The Safety Day, or whatever, where, uh... Michael stands on the roof and does like the visual aid for suicide prevention or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that one's, that. that's a outstanding episode. Just my favorite line, and probably my favorite line in all of the offices in that episode where they're standing on the roof and they have a trampoline down on the ground. They drop a watermelon over and it hits and lands on Stanley's car and they're like, Okay, uh, get something to clean that up. Uh, call all the law offices in the area, see if they cover hate crimes and <laughs> <laughs> it's just such like it's so quick and so I like forgot
2: about that yeah, it's
0: so good, <laughs> and just it's so quick and just in there, and if you don't listen, like you won't hear it, and it's just such mm-hmm. so great, um yeah. I love The Office. It's been a while since I've watched it. I might have to watch it again soon, though, because that reminded me of how great it was. Yep. And then, Aaron, I uh, found a way to watch Adam Ruins Everything. All right. I I didn't steal anything. Let me be clear. <laughs> let me be clear, because it sounded like last time we were talking about it, like I was going to torrent the show. I did not. Um. But, yeah, I actually ended up watching the finale from last season, too, which I hadn't seen yet.
2: Is so. that the funeral one? Yeah,
0: the Adam Ruins death. What a horrible way to start the last episode of your show, though. <laughs> it just goes on this long oh, that's thing. great. I mean, it's, it is great, but it's so depressing, like, right out the gate. Um, but, yeah, that was great. And I really liked the first episode of Season 2. Like you said last week, it does feel very... Um, Familiar? Yeah, like, I've known this stuff. I mean, if you know about movies at all, you probably know some of the stuff. Um, but the thing I didn't know was about the ratings system where, like, different uses of a word will get you different ratings. And right, like,
2: like, the F word and, like, yeah. the...
0: Uh, in, like, a hate sense and then in a sexual sense and then in a um, homosexual sexual sense. Like... It, right, yeah. It goes PG-13... P, er, R R, and then, uh, (laughs) NC-17, I'm like, that's really messed up, like, how can they justify that to
2: themselves, but... They don't need to justify it, though, is the, is the thing. That's true.
0: Ah, just made me sad. That's the problem with that show, it makes me really sad, but also I learn things, and it's funny sometimes, so I'm like, oh. So
2: did you also watch the football episode, then? I did.
0: I really liked the football episode, actually. I didn't know any of that stuff already, and it was, uh...
2: Yeah, I, I think I I knew some of that stuff. Like they were, they obviously touched on like the whole concussion issue and stuff. But then, yes, they're like, this is much bigger than people even realize, kind of thing. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like I
0: knew that people got concussions or whatever. But then they're like, hey, every tackle in football ever is going to mess them up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> not even the big ones. Oh my god. <laughs> and they have that great point in the episode where it's like, hey. Adults can choose for themselves, but kids can't, like, you're ruining your kids. <laughs> like, what yeah, are you I'll, doing?
2: I'll never support, you know, especially when it's, like, the little, mm-hmm. little kids. Like, the, whatever, Friday Night Tykes, I think is the name of the show, or whatever. Is that a thing? What? About, like, what? Is that a
0: thing? That's a is that, that's that's a, a show. real thing? Oh, God.
2: That's a show about, like, a little kid's football team. And I, every time I watch it, I'm just, like, this is just, like, morally reprehensible. <laughs> you know? Like, it's like, I can't stand where
0: this. <laughs> oh my God. All right, then. I didn't even know that was a thing. Nope. But I yeah, know. the more you know. And it, yes. Um, Monday nights, Adam ruins everything, right? Tuesdays. Tuesdays, okay. So I will have to watch the uh, next one. Do we know what it is yet? You could probably find out online. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't catch the end thing where it was like, "Hey, next week Adam ruins something."
2: Oh, I didn't see that because I watched it online.
0: Yeah, same. All right. Well, anyway, moving on from Adam ruins everything uh, to the film that I saw this week. I saw "Don't Breathe." Mentioned it a little bit earlier on the podcast.
2: Um, I oh really... yeah, you did. Like I guess I would pick up on that that you either, that you saw this film.
0: Yes, I liked it. As much as you can like a film that is horribly, horribly disturbing, in multiple ways. (laughs) Like,
2: what do you mean by multiple ways? Just I don't want to spoil it, but multiple ways. All right, yeah, don't spoil it because I'm definitely it's definitely a movie I will want to watch. I'm debating. I'll get to it in theaters, but yeah,
0: I'm debating whether it like where it is in my list of films. It might be top five, but I need to think about it more, because there are things I liked about the movie. Actually, most of it I liked. There were only a few complaints, but it, again, I only really liked it. I don't know that I would say I loved the movie or anything, because it's just such like a hard movie to watch, I guess, for multiple I, yeah, reasons. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I get, you, I get what you
2: mean. I get what you're saying.
0: Um, I will say it's the best horror film I've seen this year, Um it's because you haven't watched The Witch yet. I haven't Come watched... On. But it might be better than The Witch. You don't know. You haven't seen it. Yeah, that's true, but I got <laughs> it. Cause the Witch is still my number two. Yeah. I do need to watch The Witch. I, I might rent it. I found out you can rent movies on PlayStation and PS3. Yep. So I had no clue. So I'm just going to rent movies on there now all the time. How did I not know this? Um, I don't know. But yeah, um, I think the acting is all really great throughout. Um... I think it does it it's suspenseful from the very beginning to the very end. And while there are jump scares, there aren't like any like really cheap jump scares. You know what I'm saying? Like it, yep. it's not like, oh, ha ha, it's ha, some dumb kid who jumped out from a wall or something. everything that does happen jump scare wise, there's a fair amount of tension building up to it before it happens. So it's not just, hey, we're talking, and then all of a sudden, something.
2: I like the thing where it's like there's like a door open, and then just like the person closes the door, and there's yeah. someone standing there. Yeah. Gets me every time. Keep on doing that. <laughs> keep keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yep, nope. It gets scarier every
0: time, <laughs> believe me. Um. Yeah, I think uh, uh, the blind man, which is his name in the movie, because they never give him a real name, The blind man. Great. Interesting character. Who's terrifyingly horrible. And you're like, I. I would never want to be in this situation ever in my life. Like, more than just. "Ah, I can't. I don't want to spoil it. But I, I think it does a lot of things really well. It makes you. It makes you root for the home invaders. Which never happens <laughs> like i can't think of a single home invasion film i've seen where you're like yeah take that money like i don't know
2: um unless you just like hate the main characters yeah that's true like, i don't care about these people like the purge yeah I, well everyone in the purge is an idiot that's so. true
0: especially the boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> the purge is so dumb oh my god okay it really is Um, I, I, I lost my point of what I thought it does really well.
2: I lost it. You can hear crickets through the window and it's perfect. Or at least I can. I don't know if podcast listeners can't. I can,
0: I can hear, it's in the house. It's like somewhere in the corner over there. Yeah.
2: They're in the house. (laughs) (laughs) In this Home Invasion, I'm rooting for the crickets.
0: (laughs) Well, they'll keep me up all night, so... (laughs) Um, Anyway, um, Don't Breathe is the best Home Invasion film I've seen, probably ever.
2: Better than The Strangers, Lacey?
0: Well, we'll get to uh, a certain other Home Invasion film that I've seen in my life for the bad movie of the week. I don't want to say which one, All right, but uh, like the bad movie of the week this week. Oh yeah, this week I got it this week. So oh, All right. did David but, have something this week? No, I okay. got the review. Whew, cool. All right, so yeah, that's Don't Breathe. I would highly recommend you go see it. Um, yeah, it's really messed okay. up. Just know that before you go into it, like there, and I say that coming from a place of me who said, I don't think movies are messed up enough. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> this was a little much, even for me, where I was extremely uncomfortable sitting there with a huge theater. So, all right. Also, wait, quick other thing. The movie does, I was. I just remember the thing that I was going to say, that the movie does really well. It tells a lot of story just through its environment without having to beat you over the head with exposition. Like, it tells you a lot about the blind man's, um, like, life. Uh, when they, like, sneak into his room and they see him sleeping, in. And above his bed, like, you can see, like, there used to be a cross hanging there, but, like, there's dust. Because you can see, like, the dust outline or whatever. And, you know, yeah. there's other stuff gotcha. that I don't want to spoil,
2: but that kind of leads into spoilers. That But I do kinda... want to ask, can you alleviate my fears that, you know, what I was concerned about with the Oh, that whole, it's silly? That it looked kind of silly. Like, why can't they just, like, get out? You know, like, does it do a good job? Yes. I never felt like they could have gotten
0: out. I was like, uh, like, there's one point where you're like, I mean, you see this in the trailer, so I'm not going to, it's not a spoiler, but at the one point you're like, this girl can run. She can get out right now. But her boyfriend just was shot and murdered. So obviously she's a little upset about that and isn't thinking so straight. So you can kind of see that. And plus, there's like you know there's only one door that they can get out of, and the guy with the gun is standing between them and that, and so
2: yeah, I got you
0: I think cool. they do a good job, so all right, all right, I look forward to watching it. Yes, I'm excited to hear what you think about it i I don't want to say that I feel like you'll hate it, but i it's coming one of the at one point this year, one of us is going to like a movie that the other one doesn't. It's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's probably going to be fantastic. (laughs) It probably is, and I don't want it to be. Also, I keep remembering more things about Don't Breathe. I want to mention, the director um, did a great job. I I think
2: he... I forgot to mention uh, when we were talking about it when it was upcoming that it's the director who did the Evil Dead. Right. Not a remake remake. Not a remake remake? Like, it's a remake but it's also not a remake <laughs> I don't know All how to describe then. it Like it's essentially the same premise kind of thing but it's like with different characters so like it could conceivably take place in the same world as the earlier three Evil Dead films but it also stands on its own kind of thing uh-huh. uh, but it's, it's actually a good remake if we consider it a remake it's one of the better remakes that have come out all right but like as i was saying um fede alvarez
0: i read like what he wanted from the film of just being like hey not as gory not as all this kind of stuff and like but still twists your stomach and makes you feel uncomfortable and he did an awesome job with that so he completely did what he set out to do which i think is uh, all you can really ask for
2: when you're making a film so Do you know what he's working on now because i feel like he's Working on some project that also sounds exciting, but I forget what it is.
0: I do not know. You want to look All that right. up and we will lead us into uh, casting? Yeah. I All right.
2: see if I can find it. But.
0: Now, everybody, we will be moving into the casting segment. Uh, this week, we are casting the adaptation of a live action Super Mario film. <laughs> Mario. Uh we talked about this a little bit with our second episode, but only I casted anyone in it. And uh, I have different casting choices now. Let's just say that. Oh, okay. And um so we're going to go your around casting
2: choices actually. What's that? Well, I liked your ca- well, I liked your Mario and Luigi from the
0: Who did I have for Mario Maybe and you can...
2: Luigi? You had uh Charlie Day sunny and... people.
0: Charlie Day and Rob McElhenney. That's what yeah. I had, yeah.
2: I was like, I, I would watch I, that.
0: I took a different approach to
2: this, I think. Like, gritty drama? Yep, I sure did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, kind I did not I like, went with comedy. I went though. with over-the-top
0: gritty drama to the point where it's, like, parroting the first film, the original film. Right. So let's... I got you. Let's have yours go first. Let's just do it in the regular order. With David last. Yeah. You
2: got David's? Yep, okay. I got David's up here. So, first... Oh, first, what? Mario. Sorry. Okay, I, you normally introduce them, but anyway. Yeah, sorry, Ma- we got Mario. Alright, so I went with Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> see, it would be great. Can't you just imagine that? Can, can you not just see him? I think it's because you haven't watched Nacho Libre. That's I, I, why. You just I, like, I don't know like that I'm mustache. ever going to watch Nacho Libre. You've got to watch it, because like, you got to understand how amazing it would be. You know, he just puts on the, you know, mustache and then just... Oh my god, but know, no, it's... I know what you're saying. Doing, like, the voice from Nacho Libre. Yes. But... Yeah.
0: I like it. I might have to go with that. But... <laughs> I want you to hear my choice first. Alright, see what you think of it. All right, I have Will Arnett as Mario.
2: Oh wow!
0: Now in this film, Mario is a washed-up, drunk. You know, he's a plumber. His his life has fallen away. You know, he's like, oh, this girl, my girlfriend Peach, she just she's always getting captured. You know, I gotta gotta save her every day. You know, he's turned to drinking as his only. Um, Respite from all this, and the film will be his recovery of the, from that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. So like, he's gonna he's gonna learn no, that drinking is I not know the what answer. You're
2: saying, but like, why? <laughs> why <am> is <laughs> he?
0: Because Martin Nintendo can't make a normal film. <laughs> all right, let's see who David has. uh Wentworth Miller. Hmm. He's from Prison Break,
2: I guess. He's also from The Flash, though. He plays Captain Cold. Oh, okay. So I know who this is. Not seen him in anything, so... I'd be interested to hear what his defense of it would be, though. Me too. I wish we had that, because, like... I don't know. I'm not entirely seeing it, but I think he could convince me slightly... (laughs) If if I could hear his argument.
0: Some of his choices, I'm just going to tell you right now, are pretty great. And we actually have the same person for one of them. So (laughs) nice. (laughs) All right. So are you going to move to Will Arnett, or am I going to have to move to Jack Black?
2: We have to move to Jack Black. Okay,
0: I'm going to go with Jack Black. All right. Now, Luigi, who do we have?
2: I went with uh, Jay Baruchel.
0: Oh my
2: god,
0: that's a great choice. You don't even need to defend that one. That's that's good. I do,
2: but I actually thought of it because of this is the end. Even though I don't really care for that movie that much, I was just like, it's kind of like what he's doing. Like he's always feeling like overshadowed by like these other actors or whatever. Yeah, just like he's got breakout on his own kind of thing. It made me think of him.
0: Now my choice. (laughs) Moving along with the same gritty drama. Um, we have but with a tinge of comedy remember um, Luigi is Dave Franco plays the sexy younger brother no. who everyone no. always would rather be with they're like ah oh, Luigi you're so cool why isn't Mario as cool as you are and he's like uh oh, gonna drink more cause my name is Will Arnett and those are all the parts that I play <laughs> I think you could do it. Anyway, let's see who David has for Luigi. Da, 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 da. I think I know who this is. Um, Dominic Purcell? Is that the brother? Oh, that's, in- the,
2: that's the other guy yeah. who's also in Flash as uh, Heat Wave.
0: Oh, cool. They're both in it? That's pretty
2: cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just like partners in crime in that show. So they're always just like, oh, this isn't my first prison break. Wink, wink it's like, I see what you did there. Oh, they do that in Flash.
0: I thought that was legitimately a line in Prison Break.
2: I'm like, (laughs) how does he like this show? (laughs) I've never seen the show, but...
0: Alright, I'm going to go with Jay All Alright. Mostly because him and Jack Black together, I think.
2: Uh, I know that's a great pairing, isn't it? Yes, it is. Alright,
0: who do we have for Peach? Uh,
2: With uh, Isla Fisher. Good choice. Solid choice. I don't know. I just. But she's I don't an underrated think actress. She is. She really is.
0: Now, Isla Fisher. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was she in the House Bunny movie?
2: I've never seen the House
0: Bunny. movie. You've never right, seen no. the House Bunny. How have is you the
2: movie? I supposed. To how have
0: you never seen the House Bunny? Oh God! It
2: looked terrible. It is. <laughs> Well, then why would I watch
0: it? I don't know! My dad loved this movie and made me watch it, and it's not good. And that's Anna Faris. Sorry. I got them mixed up. Anna Faris and Isla Fisher. Oh, okay. That's your homework for this week of podcasting. Watch The House not money. watching that, no. You really should, though, because I would love to hear you riffing about it.
2: Anyway, who do you have?
0: Uh, my choice for Peach is Scarlett Johansson. Um. Now remember, we're playing the the gritty. Version. Oh yeah, I
2: forgot you're doing gritty. Yeah.
0: We find out that she wasn't being kidnapped by Bowser; she was willingly cheating on Mario with Bowser. Then Mario always comes back, and it's like, oh. But finally, in this film, Peach has had enough. Peach is the antagonist of this film. You know, she's going to murder Mario because she doesn't want him saving her anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. That's the film, and Scarlett By Johansson. Itself, She's an action star. She can do it.
2: But isn't he too drunk to do it?
0: Will or not? Uh, too drunk to fight her?
2: Yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing. He doesn't know what's happening. To rescue her. Wacky things will ensue. You know. All right. <laughs> and let's see. <laughs> let's see who David has. Um, David's choice is Rachel McAdams.
2: He's going off of Mean Girls, isn't
0: he? I think he probably is, yes. (laughs) I'm like, at this point,
2: that might be a little bit below her as a film. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I think she's too far above this now. But, I don't know. It's a solid choice, actually.
0: Let's go with Rachel McAdams. I'm going to... She needs to channel her Regina George. And uh, I think it would work.
2: All right. Yeah. I could see it actually if you. Yeah. All right.
0: All right. Good job. Good job, David. You knew need to defend that one. And then he has two choices for Bowser, but we'll get there. Who do we have for Bowser?
2: Right, I went with uh Patrick Warburton. Just because <laughs> <laughs> there was this video that College Humor put out at some point. It was like the roast of Mario and they got Patrick Warburton to voice Bowser. Yes. Yes, I know exactly. Ever since then, that's the voice for him in my head. I'm just like that that's the voice.
0: We both kinda went with the same approach though, like the deep voice, like the the calm voice. My choice was Craig Robinson. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know man, I think you can pull it off. Just picture him like as Daryl in the office. You know, he's always the chill guy. He's always laid back. But just picture that as, like, Bowser. Where he's like, man, I, I didn't steal Peach. She just kept coming. I thought you guys were, like, a thing. Like, I don't know. Like, he's just, he's cool about it. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to help you defeat Peach. And then they, like, make an alliance.
2: <laughs> no. such a weird choice. Is it a weird choice, really? How about it fits. I don't know.
0: All right, David. I
2: don't know. You're not convincing me, but...
0: I'm not very good at that. <laughs> David has he has two choices, so we'll go with both of them and see what, who if we know either of these people. Dean went or David Joyner. I don't know. I don't know either of those people. You look up Dean, and I'll look up David. Looking stuff up on. A pod, Dean yes. went
2: with a DT. What? W-E-N-D-T? Yes.
0: Okay. He's just sending us porn stars. And
2: <laughs> he was the voice actor of Barney. <laughs> he went with dragon people, didn't he? He went with dragon people, didn't
0: he? They were both Barney. Oh my god. <laughs> David Joyner was also Barney.
2: Bravo. Bravo, David. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> 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 what? <sighs> are you going to move to Craig Robinson, or am I going to have to move to Patrick Warburton? Why,
2: why are we counting out the party people?
0: No, no, you know what? I actually do want a Barney person, but I want them to do the Barney voice as Bowser. Because <laughs> Bowser never has a voice in the games. You don't know what he sounds like. Alright. David Joyner, then. Does it really matter which, <laughs> I
2: guess? Well, did like one do the like the suit and one did the voice? Is that how it was?
0: No, I think it went, he played, one of them played him since from 1991 to 2001, the other one played him for a different period of time. Oh. I think that's yeah. what happened. Anyway. I don't, I'm sorry, my I'm not well-versed in uh, Barney deep lore, but. Um,
2: that's what we need David for.
0: I know. All right. Toad. I think I you know who win. I have for Toad.
2: The only, I don't know, because the best choice is obviously Kevin Hart. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah i get kevin Hart. he just has that weird you know manic energy and then he's just like he, he's so short so you just stick the tote hat on him he's perfect oh we're doing like live we're, i was thinking of him
0: as a cgi character
2: nope live nope. action but with kevin him Hart. if if
0: it's kevin Hart, it will be live action i understand Interesting choice. I think mine. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go here, but um, Charlie Day as Toad, of course. I figured. I, I figured. He'll be like, "Hey, hey, guys!" <laughs> I can't do a Charlie Day impersonation. No, no, we're not feeling the no, Charlie I Day. Can see it. Is that what David had too? Is that the one? I we both don't know. That's what I'm looking at right now. Toad. Oh, think- oh my god, Danny DeVito. That's <laughs> toad. I like that idea, but we can't have Danny DeVito playing Toad and Pikachu for when the crossover eventually happens, you know what I'm saying? True. I oh, gotta go with Charlie. Day. Okay, good, good. I was gonna fight for that one. Alright, and now finally, Donkey Kong. David and I have the same person, so I mean Oh really? Yeah, it's it's already going to be that, but
2: Yeah. Okay, well my pick. I wasn't entirely soulless anyway, but I went with Channing Tatum. <laughs> I like that, actually. That's pretty good. <laughs> Can you just imagine him in, like, a gorilla suit? Just Oh, in a gorilla suit. Like, Everyone, like, no like, one's... Not in... the face, though. Like, the face is uncovered. It's just Channing <laughs> face. But with, like, the...
0: <laughs> he has the, like, the hairstyle, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to stay with my pick. I mean, David already picked him, too. But uh, Dwayne Johnson as Donkey Kong. Oh. <laughs> I think that's just uh, the obvious choice. But um... It is a fairly obvious choice. All right. Now, who's going to re- do... Ah, I, knew- I know how to talk. Who's going to direct this movie?
2: Okay, I'm really struggling to pick between two. Because one fits in with the comedic tone I was going for. And okay. then the other one would be just the best choice. So I'm going to give you both of them anyway. Yeah, do it. Can I? Go, can for, I, go, go it. for it. So the, the one that fits in with what I was going for was the sensible choice of Edgar Wright. Okay. You know, obviously you can handle the comedy and the video game elements as seen in Scott Pilgrim.
0: I, all right, I like it. I like it.
2: But then the other choice I was thinking of was Guillermo del Toro. Because can you just imagine his Mushroom Kingdom? It would be <laughs> so amazing.
0: And he's friends with Charlie Day. So, I mean... Is he really? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm assuming they're friends. I mean, he was in a couple episodes of Holy Sunny. He was? Yeah. He's, uh... He's Papa... Papa... God, what's the name of the weird family? McPoyle. He's Papa McPoyle.
2: Really? Yeah. Oh, I never noticed that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> that's Just great. Wait till season eleven is on uh, Netflix, and there's like they do like a court scene, like Patty's Pub versus the Mcfoyles or whatever, and he he gets called to the stand, and you can I'm like that's Gilmero Del Toro. How did I never notice this? <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty great. All right, so my choice, um, it's two, but they work in Junction, of course. Um, Anthony Russo and Joe Russo. Um, this is if I was going with my gritty film, because <laughs> they can handle grittier elements, as seen in uh, Civil War. But in in the same movie, we can see comedy moment, comedic moments, which I think would be needed for uh, the film. And they can work with source material. So I don't know. I, I felt uh, felt like that was a good choice. And David has, let's see. It's going to be like a director of an episode of Barney or something. <laughs> it's... Director. He left it blank. All right. Good. <laughs> oh. All right. I'm going to go with Gilmero del Toro. <laughs> I, I just think that's a great choice. All right. Now let's take a look at our uh, casting. We have Mario is Jack Black. All right. Luigi as Jay Baruchel, I think, fits it perfectly. Just the awkwardness. Um, Peach, Rachel McAdams, channeling Regina George, would be awesome. Yeah. Bowser is David Joyner, <laughs> of Barney fame. <laughs> Toad is Perfect. Char, yeah. Toad is Charlie Day, who I think has been in every single one of our movies so far.
2: Probably.
0: Donkey Kong is Dwayne Johnson and the director is Guillermo Del Toro. <laughs> so.
2: I would be interested to see that. It'd be a disaster, but like a good disaster <laughs> and like the prior film.
0: Right. Like it would be one that was like so bad it was good. Whereas the other movie is just so bad it's depressing. <laughs> Why is this a child's film? <laughs> All right. Now, guys, we are going to be moving on to the bad movie of the week.
1: Oh, my
2: God! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Carpet day! Huh?
0: No! Um, Aaron, it's my week for the bad movie of the week, and I teased it a little bit earlier. It's it's a home invasion film that uh, is absolutely awful. It is The Strangers.
2: Oh, okay. So I almost spoiled it for you.
0: You <laughs> almost did. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> I wanted to use this film. I was going to do it last time we picked a movie. Wait, no, I wasn't because that was a Smosh movie. I had this in my mind during that. I needed to do the Smosh movie. But um, I had this movie in my mind because I, I saved it for now because I wanted to contrast it against Don't Breathe, which is a great... Uh, Home invasion. home invasion. Thank you. You just let me flail on that one. <laughs> Great home invasion film um, against the strangers, which I think one of my least favorite horror films I think I've ever seen.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to watch more horror. Then I mean, I haven't seen the strangers. But... Now this is the thing. Bad horror movies
0: can be good, like not good, yes. but like this well, movie. I'm
2: very aware of that. This movie has. Point.
0: Yeah. This movie has <laughs> nothing good going for it. As far as I can tell, except for Dennis is in it, and that's the only good thing. So let me uh, recount the uh, the events of this film. Hopefully, you don't mind if I spoil it. Uh, yeah, I don't care. All right. So, and I've seen this movie once two years ago. So let me. Uh, I'm going to try to remember this to the best of my knowledge. So it's a fiance. And her hu- a fiance and her husband. That sounds really <laughs> weird. It's a it's a woman and her. A, <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense on multiple levels. It's a woman and her boyfriend.
2: They go. They Are went. They to, fiancés or not? yet. that's boyfriends. an important plot point that I oh, almost okay.
0: spoiled. Sorry. Um, they're going up to this cabin. You know, spending uh, um a week there or something. Uh, they're. Br- the guy's brother just got married or something of the sort. So they're going to this cabin. They're going to spend a nice weekend there. They're going to have a great time. You're meant to believe that this cabin is far out. Far, far, far away from, like, civilization. That's the word I was looking for. I got lost. Far away from You're civilization. You're such
2: simple words, right? I know.
0: It's awful. The girlfriend and the boyfriend, they're they're up at the cabin. Liv Tyler... Um, is the lead. You know, nepotism is alive and well in Hollywood. And uh, <laughs> so I don't remember who the guy is. I'd have to look that up. But anyway, it's not important. Never seen him before, before this movie. So
2: It's uh, Scott Speedman. Who, so who is he in? <laughs> page right who, who is he in? What movie <laughs> is he in? <laughs> Has he been uh, in anything else? Nothing really. Nothing. Nothing else really. Okay. The bow. Oh. One of the Underworld films. Just one of them? <laughs> oh, a couple of the Underworld oh, films. Oh, okay. All of them. Okay. Took me a while to scroll through.
0: Interesting. Anyway, I forgot to mention, this movie is <clears throat> based on a true story. You can see, as I'm doing it with my claw hands, <laughs> the quotations. Um, It's not. You find out eventually that this guy build it as a true story and then when he tells the story of what really happened, there were people knocking on doors ask looking to see if people were home in his neighborhood, and then if they weren't, they would steal stuff. Not at all what happens in this movie.
2: Yeah, what? That's like the complete opposite.
0: Yep, oh I know. So all automatic. I remember
2: from the trailer. I remember this trailer actually strangely vividly. Just like that moment when they're just like, you know, why us? And then they're like the people in the masks, like have them tied up. They're like, because you were home yeah. or whatever.
0: So like I said, this this movie starts out right out the beginning on a lie. Um, it's not a true story. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of the trailer there real quick, this was the trailer that made me afraid to turn on my television at night. Because like when I was a kid, this would come on at Nick at night. Like, kids are still watching Nick at Night. I don't know why they would play this on Nick at Night of all channels. The trailer or the TV spot or whatever. So, anyway. I, I had a history with this movie going in. Um, but, anyway. So, they're hanging out. They're, you know, doing sexy stuff. And then, all of a sudden, someone rings the doorbell. Uh-oh. Who, who's that? Um, it's, they open the door and they're like, hey, is Jessica home I'm like, who's Jessica? Okay, bye. And then she like leaves and you're like, Okay, that was weird. It wasn't even scary. It was just like, Cool, Jessica's not home, bye. And then eventually we find out, hey, they go back in the room and it's like, hey, I was gonna propose to you, but maybe not. I don't know anymore. Never say that to a person ever. Don't tell someone like you're going. He
2: says that. It's That's something not, like it's that. Like yeah. A paraphrase.
0: yeah, yeah, that would be great if that was the actual quote. <laughs> but never, if you're going to propose to someone and you change your mind, don't tell someone. Don't be like, "Hey, I was gonna propose to you. Never mind." <laughs> anyway, so they go back in. They hear the doorbell ring again. They're like, "Oh, well, is it the stupid girl again?" They go check. It is the stupid girl again. And then she's like, "Hey, is Jessica home?" And they're like, "My God, woman, we just told you Jessica's not home." And they like slam the door on her. They're like, "What is wrong with this person?" And then, like, quicker than it happened the last time, the doorbell rings again. The guy goes and runs out. And he's like, "Whoa, what's going on?" Opens the door. And no one's there. Oh, very scary. I'm so scared. Oh, God. This one woman is not at the door anymore. I should be so afraid now. And yeah, so that happens. And then I'm trying to remember the exact order of events, but eventually the doorbell gets rung again and they go and look out the door and she's standing at the end of the road under like the street lamp. And they're like, well, why is she doing that? She's being real weird. And again, let me remind you, this movie is setting up the idea that these that this cabin is far away from civilization. Right. I just want to hit that home. <laughs> um so eventually they board up the doors. They're like, "Hey, this is shouldn't be what's happening. This is getting really weird." And then the, I forget exactly what happened now. But the boyfriend needed to go get food or something, so he goes out to his car. And leaves and drives away to go get food after all this weird stuff had just happened. It's like whatever. So she's hanging out, she's dancing around to this the record or whatever, and she's like, uh huh. The lights all go out. She's like, Oh, that's that's weird. She checks her phone, you know, back when flip phones were a thing. So she checks her phone. She's like, Oh When uh, did
2: this movie come out?
0: Two thousand and six would be my guess. 2008 oh i was close um so yeah he he, so the lights turn back on you know in all horror movies this happens the lights turn back on and there's a guy standing behind her like in the background in the foreground Mm -hmm. she's like up in whatever and there's a guy standing over with i'll admit like a creepy mask just a terrifying like burlap sack over his head just standing there and then the lights go out, and then he's gone again, it's like, oh, cool, I'm glad every horror movie ever does this, um, (laughs) but, uh, so yeah, eventually she gets scared, he hears he's in the house or whatever, she goes into the room, the bedroom, boards it all up and stuff, she's like, oh my god, I'm so afraid, she calls her boyfriend, her boyfriend comes, and, uh, he shows up. He's like, hey, why are you so scared of? Him? No one's in the house. They check everywhere. No one's in the house. See, you shouldn't be afraid. And then eventually they end up cutting the power completely or something of the sort. And they're like, well, this is getting weird. They find out they're all in the house. There's three people and they're all in the house. And I think it's a guy and two girls, I believe. They all have creepy masks on. None of the masks are as scary as the guys, though. The guys is... Like, I will admit, it's the only scary part of the movie. And I don't know if it's still is just scary because it was scary as a child. Or if it just really is scary. But eventually they're like, hey, this is weird. Let's call your brother. Let's come get him to come help us. Like, call the poli- get him to call the police or something. And then he's like, yeah, that's right. He grabs the shotgun. There's a shotgun in the house. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Only one shot in the shotgun, which convenient for plot purposes only and uh they go into a side room they make it so no one can get in the side doors and they hold the shotgun in front of the door so that way if they walk by they'll be safe they can't get to them cuz they're not supernatural beings they're just humans with knives they don't even have guns and um eventually the brother shows up and it's it's Dennis from Always Sunny um <laughs> And so automatically, I I don't take this seriously anymore. (laughs) I'm like, all right, well, Dennis is in this movie now. (laughs) And, you know, he's walking in, he's opening the keys to the door, and he's looking around, he's like, what are they doing standing at the end of the road? That's weird. Opens the door, and, like, he's walking around, he's like, doesn't say anything. No words are said. You know, nothing to tip off to these people who are trigger-happy in the other room that this could probably not be a threat. So he walks right in front of the door, and he blows his brother's head off. Like... (laughs) Instantly, he's barely in front of the door for a, a second, doesn't even check to see who it is, and murders him. <laughs> I'm like, mm, okay, well, that's horrible, but alright, all I guess that's the way this movie's taking. At that point, I'm like, dumb, dumb, why would you not see who it is first? That, that's one of my biggest problems with that whole movie. You murdered your brother for no reason. There was no reason for you to do that. Wait, Wait! like two seconds, see who it is. But, um, so then, uh oh, we're out of sh- ammo for our shotgun now because we conveniently wasted the only bullet that we had, or shell that we had on your now dead brother. And then, uh oh, they're in the house again. So the girl's like, hey, I'm gonna go run. I'm gonna run to the garage because there's a radio or something in there. There was something in the garage. But, um,. So she's running, she hurts her leg or whatever, because you know they always hurt their legs. And yep, she's like limping, and then all of a sudden she sees someone in the trees, and she like drops to the ground. I'm like, "He can still see you. It's very light where you are." <laughs> she's like crawling to the garage, and they anyway, find out it's the girl. The girl finds her in the garage and like tries to capture her, like grab her, but she gets away. And then, where's my boyfriend? Like, her boyfriend was doing something. Boyfriend's off. We don't know where the boyfriend is anymore. For all we know, he's dead. Good riddance. Um, (laughs) You don't tell someone that you were going to propose to them, but don't. I don't know why that was a real line in this movie. Um, But, um, so then after that, she gets into the house. She's, like, screaming for her boyfriend, which is the dumbest thing ever. And uh, she decides... You know what? I'm gonna hide in the closet, the food pantry. So she goes in there, and she can see the guy. She can see the guy through the little slits, and you're like, "Oh, you're looking in," because you know what's gonna happen, because it happens in every movie that does this. She's looking into the, flit, the slits, and all of a sudden, jump scare. There's a girl right in front of the slits. Like, why? Why is this a thing that we're still doing?
2: the listeners couldn't see, but as Lacey was building up to that, I did the, yep, you know, face would pop in front, Yeah. I mean, they do it in, like, own.
0: literally every yep. movie. Even movies that aren't horror movies, like The Amazing Spider-Man. Why is that the thing that happens in that movie? <laughs>
2: <laughs> because um, the movie's terrible.
0: No, shut up. All right. <laughs> um, so then they capture her, they knock her out, and you're like, oh, well, that's weird. Then it fades to black. But then it fades back into color, and you see her and her boyfriend... <laughs> are tied up to chairs, sitting side by side, and they're like, oh my god, what's what's going to happen? And I will admit, this is a somewhat redeemable part of the movie because of just how utterly disturbing it is. Which, I guess. But then that's that's where that line comes in. She's like, why, why are you doing this? And they're like, because you were home, or whatever. And uh, it's like, oh wow, that's, that's messed up. And all of a sudden they just take turns slowly stabbing them in their seats, just like slowly and horribly in a way that you're like, I'm not comfortable with this, but it goes on. All right. This scene is messed up. Cool. But it goes on for way too long. They just keep doing it like for three minutes. I'm like, this is way too long to keep this scene going. Like you, we get it. This is messed up. But then the boyfriend dies and then the girlfriend dies and you're like, oh, that's, that's horrible. And so the three people, they get into their van. They start driving off. And as they're driving off, you notice something that uh, doesn't make any sense the whole rest of the movie. There are houses everywhere. (laughs) Like, this is in a regular neighborhood. And they're, like, setting up the fact that this is in the middle of nowhere. How did no one hear the screaming? How did no one hear the gunshot? How did nothing happen in this movie? Is this supposed to be, like,
2: a twist?
0: I don't think it's supposed to be a twist. I think they just poorly set up what was happening in the movie. It's like, oh, wh- why? Why did you not point this out earlier? Like, if it's supposed to be a twist, that's a horrible twist ending. <laughs> we're, we're getting to the twist, though, Aaron. We're, we're getting there. There is a twist. Oh, there's, of course there's a twist. Oh. No. So the, the three are driving away, and they're like, oh, the, the, apparently there's one that's newer at this, and they're like, it gets easier. It gets easier to kill people every time, and they're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, if you don't like killing people, you probably shouldn't be killing people. (laughs) You probably shouldn't be killing people no matter what. Let me preface that. Don't kill people. Um, They drive away. (laughs) And they wave to these boys on bikes. And they're like, oh, hi. Hi, boys on bikes. We never see these people's faces, by the way. Except for the girl who stands at the door and is like, it's just home. Um, And the boys on bikes, they're, they're riding. We found out they're like Mormons. And they're going like door to door, knocking on houses. And they go into the house with the dead people. And they're like, oh, my God. And, and then it ends with the, how the movie begins, with a 911 call with a little boy. Like, everyone in here is dead. It, like, oh, my God. It, it's, it's horrible. There's so much blood. And he's, like, crying and stuff. And then he's, like, walking around. And then Liv Tyler's hand reaches out and grabs him on the leg because she's not dead, even though she had been stabbed multiple times, and this is hours after this happened. <laughs> not hours, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? But then it ends. The movie fades to black. She
2: wasn't dead. She was alive. Was that the twist? That was a twist. Oh. I was expecting something like, the boyfriend planned it all along, or the girl planned it all along to get back at the boyfriend or something.
0: No. No. That might have even been better than this dumb twist where it's like, oh, how is this person still alive? But yeah.
2: I've just, I've been subject to a lot of stupid twists recently <laughs> for reasons that might have to do with that secret blog project. Right. And I'm getting so sick of them. <laughs> They're all so bad. <laughs> well, I, I I don't think
0: this might be as bad as some of the ones that you've been dealing with, but... um. Just as a whole, this movie is completely uninteresting and boring and not scary for a movie that tries to act like it's the scariest film ever made. And I watched the director's cut. So, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've seen enough horror movies, but should there be director's cuts of horror films? It seems like that would never work.
2: I can't really think of many that would. I mean, there's sometimes extended cuts like the exorcist mm, mm. i guess but it's not that it's a common occurrence i suppose mm. well yeah that's that's
0: the strangers never watch it ever unless you want to be bored for about an hour and a half
2: i remember yeah i just remember this trailer like oddly vividly because i saw it as a kid right when it came out and then i was just like that that uh, part when they're just like, because you were home, that actually freaked me out. And you're right, the burlap mask freaked me out as well. So I was like, this movie could actually be scary. But then I was remembering that trailer, like, I don't know when this was, like last year or maybe or something. And so I rewatched the trailer. I didn't watch the movie, but I rewatched the trailer. And I was like, nope, it's not scary. (laughs) It's not scary at all. It's not as scary as my memory of it. No,
0: that's the thing. There are like movies that I... Movie trailers that I distinctly remember seeing on the Nick at Night because for some reason they thought kids could handle that. <laughs> there was one where like they take a picture in like some exotic location, and then they get home and there was a ghost in the picture. Yeah, I and remember that one. You remember that one too? I don't know I what it's that called.
2: I never saw the film. Neither do I. Or neither have I. I just but remember. It's just. Yeah, so many of those, like, terrible, terrible horror movies. I remember the trailer very vividly just because I saw them as a child. And I yeah. thought they were, like, the scariest thing ever. Yeah. But then just, like, every time I see them now, I'm just like, this is the worst horror film I've ever <laughs> seen ever.
0: Yeah. I mean, even speaking of it, The Ring. Um, I don't know which one I saw first as a kid. I saw those movies way too young. I saw The Ring 2, I think, first. And... That scared the crap out of me. Watch it again recently. I'm like, nope, that's nope, that's that's a dumb, that's a dumb plot twist. Worst plot
2: twist ever. But um, yeah, um, I would protest the worst plot twist ever, even though I've never seen either of the <laughs> Ring movies. But, but yeah. I've seen some terrible plot twists. Just wait. <laughs> I'm so excited.
0: Anyway, guys, um, that's the bad movie of the week. Never see the strangers ever. There is a sequel coming out, though, Aaron. They, of course, there is. They greenlit a sequel. I hope it's just as, bol- as dull and boring as the first one is.
2: Yeah, horror films like are either guaranteed a sequel. If, if, if a horror film doesn't get a sequel, it's either because they were extremely incompetent, or you know they were actually trying for some kind of higher artistic value. Those are like the only this the only two extremes. For a horror movie to not get a sequel, really? Yeah, I can see with as
0: well as Don't Breathe did them being like, we need to do a, we need a sequel, we need a sequel to this movie. But it's like, just don't do it. Just, it won't make any sense. Like, just don't do it. Anyway, now, guys, we'll be moving on to The Fault in Your Stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's gonna bug me if I don't.
2: You should feel bad.
0: Aaron, you have the review this week. What have you got for us? I do. Okay. I will mention real quick that earlier in the week I was talking about the fault in our stars, but every time I said the name of the book, I kept saying the fault in your stars. I'm like, no, that's the name of the podcast segment, <laughs> so it's it's stuck in me forever now. Anyway. Nope.
2: What anyway, you got? All right. Two stars.
0: Oh, boy. Here
2: we go. 39%. I don't I don't know why, but they gave it a 39 Oh, they gave a
0: percent. I thought the movie itself was at 39 No, No,
2: no. Their review starts by giving the movie 39%, as well as two stars. Is that even... That doesn't even like, add up mathematically, just, just, does it? <laughs> almost. Not quite. I guess. All right. It'd be 40% technically, but... No, yeah. no, I guess they didn't think it was good enough to get a full 40%, even though I got two stars, 39%. Yeah. All right. In a world where killers stand stare at their hands while stabbing people, where people can't unlock doors from the inside, and where phones don't work during a chase scene just because, Blank attempts to build suspense and characters, but the plot is thin, the acting is dull, and the film resorts to the lazy jump scares. Do you have a second one, or no? I do, but the second one is going to give it away. Okay, let me think. Re-read that one again. 39%. Okay, of course. In a world where killers stare at their hands while stabbing people, where people can't unlock doors from the inside, and where phones don't work during a chase scene just because, Blank attempts to build suspense and characters, but the plot is thin, the acting is dull, and the film resorts to lazy jump scares.
0: All I can think of right now is Until Dawn, but that's not a movie, so I don't know. <laughs> Give me the second one. I can't get it from that. One and a
2: half star. Oh god, even worse. <laughs> this was pretty good, up until the last ten minutes. They never explain why he can be stabbed and shot multiple times, take a five minute nap, then get up and come back for more. It just broke all suspension of disbelief for me. Why can I not think of this? I feel like this should be obvious. Is this obvious? It's a fairly well known. Is it Halloween? Well regarded film. Yes. How could it be Halloween though? What Phones mean?
0: don't work in a chase sequence. What does that even mean? Yes. 39%. <laughs> it's like they didn't understand that there weren't cell phones back in the 70s. Like, Why are they not just calling someone right now? Okay. That was the line that threw me off. I'm like, where well, people look at their hands when they're stabbing
2: <laughs> I mean, I guess it's more just like his hand is raised to his eye level. Yeah. I to, you know, just like staring right down at them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's like stabbing someone in the leg and like distinctly looking at it.
2: I just love this other person though, who's like, the movie's pretty good, but just that ending when he gets shot five <laughs> times and gets back <laughs> up again, that was too much for me. Broke That's where he drew the line. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> like you were totally fine with everything that film until that. That was that was the part you couldn't handle.
0: Yeah, that's some people's reviews, man. I like. I hope they're kidding, but most of the time, I don't think they are. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Well, Halloween. Aaron likes it. I have never seen it.
2: I thought Wait. you had seen it. That's if one of those can't movies remember that I'm. It, what? 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 If you can't remember it, you gotta watch it again.
0: Yeah, it's one of those movies that I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've seen it, but I'm not like, it's that Nightmare on Elm Street.
2: Like, maybe you saw like things, like saw parts of it kind of thing, but.
0: Well, here's the thing.
2: I was remembering
0: recently when we moved into our new house, like one of my dad's new houses and I got the basement all to myself and we had cable. I'm like, well, I'm going to watch anything I want now. So I would watch scary movies. And I think this, I'm pretty sure Halloween was one of them. I'm pretty sure Nightmare on Elm Street was but I think I was too scared of them to keep watching. Um cuz you know I was a dumb kid.
2: Um, oh yeah, the first time I tried to watch Nightmare on Elm Street, I made it, I made it to the title card and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> really? I was like so young. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um but I was remembering very distinctly uh watching Final Destination 2. And so bad. <laughs> yeah, it is so bad. But you, that's the one with the highway scene, right? Yeah, so, like, where the truck with all the logs or whatever breaks free and it, like, goes through the... Oh, that
2: still freaks me out, though. Just me, Just, like, whenever too. I'm on the
0: highway. But here's the thing. I watched that whole movie. I'm like, that didn't scare me very much. It wasn't very scary. Next day, we're going to visit my aunt down in Detroit. And, uh... We were behind one of those things. <laughs> and I was... I realized in that moment that that movie terrified me in a way that i didn't understand until right then i'm like oh, oh okay <laughs> like,
2: well i think that's the thing with like the final destination films it's like they're terrible films like the acting is terrible the writing is terrible but then just like they do have that kind of thing where they're like they, they after watching them you're just like looking all around your room and you're just like all these things could kill me <laughs> everything like, they you do give kill you kill that me. feeling which is neat
0: you gotta admit, final destination films get good at what they are, though. Like by the end, they're like, "You, we know what you're expecting to kill this person. It's not gonna be that." <laughs> you're like, "Oh, okay." Like uh, especially the one where the you, they keep focusing on that tack in five, where she's doing the gym, like the gymnast or whatever is doing something, and you're like, "Something's gonna happen with that tack." Something's gonna happen there. And then she just does a flip and lands on her neck, and she's dead, and you're like, oh my god! Like, yeah. <laughs> I, You know, I really like the Final Destination films for as horrible as they are.
2: I think the kill scenes are like... Well, yeah. You always remember it better because the kill scenes are actually pretty good, yeah, but then just like the rest of the movie's so bad.
0: So yeah, I'll, I need to watch Halloween as not a child again. That, that might have been one of them I just turned off completely, because... You know, scary. Scary movies. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to episode 17 of Reboot Are You Underway? Uh, if you want to find Aaron around the internet, you can find him at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. And again, we're going to pimp out his blog because he's working on something awesome. I can already tell it's going to be awesome. And you should check it out as well. It's beginning in August. August of next year. He's already working on it. Um, October. Uh, you can find that at. This clever blog name is already taken on Tumblr. Such a long name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's too long. Um, so yeah, you should go subscribe. Is that a thing? Follow. Follow. Something like that. You should go follow his blog so you can read that when that comes out. If you want to find David, who provided us with some great laughs, even if he wasn't here uh, today, uh, if you want to find him, you can find him at DBEX15 on Twitter. Um, also, hopefully he'll be back next week. Uh, we're hoping, we're hoping for that. Hopefully, his bronchitis clears up because Aaron, we do not have time for that. We don't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Even, I mean, that, that I'd go so far as to say that even. Um, and if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jacob Scott Music on Twitter, um, Jake Lace on Tumblr. There we go, and also Jake Lace on. Um, Instagram, but it's Jake underscore lace underscore. I'm trying to do Instagram still. It's not as good as Twitter. Um Twitter and then it's awful though. What? Let's move on. We'll talk about that someday. <laughs> <laughs> but then also on YouTube, like Aaron, I too am working on something. Um a continuation of my Super Star Wars series. Not it's not going to be Super Star Wars, but it's going to be in that same vein. So if you like that, um something very soon um, I'm setting myself up for one video a month and then if I can get more than that done I'll be happy but I'm not going to overwhelm myself with it so all right and also if you want to follow us on Twitter uh, you can find us at Re- reboot already on on Twitter um, we post stuff there. also you know like us on SoundCloud subscribe to us on iTunes. And yeah, we will see you all again next week with a brand new episode. Goodbye. Is that way. All right, so we got a recording. Let's start at ten seconds. What starts at ten seconds? Nothing. The <laughs> no recording. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode seventeen of Reboot Ariander. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know how to speak. What'd you say? I said Reboot Ari. Like I'm <laughs> a child, just a dumb child. All right. 45 seconds will come in.